0: I will send you to Jesus Tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap They distort so question as if you war shack Horsemen force and they've long been having the course mapped It ain't that you can't see Cause you can find it home just that you don't want to You cope by putting the blindness on I've been trying to find some kind of way But I've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense Cause your mind is gone i can't save every person in politics and it's bringing the worst out the very earth and every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed but i can't sit back and lurk i've got to hit back i'm certain it's my purpose
1: and it's a beautiful thing too welcome back to the underground this is episode 62. after a long break i'm finally joined once again by
2: wild west camp style
1: himself joseph nations
3: Similarly proper way to introduce me
4: <laughs>
1: man how, how are you doing dude pretty good man uh i was telling you before the show that i've been working on this uh, book of boba fett video for a for, very long time yeah. and it's a continuing process because the show is not over yet um unfortunately i know <laughs> but but I, well, i'm not going to get into that that we'll we'll talk about that on uh the next episode but oh man uh other than that things aren't too bad uh snowed in up here um, the city doesn't have enough people to help dig out all of the roads, so we're kind of... Yeah, the Southerners
3: know. aren't ever prepared for that.
1: No. And what's funny is Asheville is generally okay at it, mm-hmm. um, but the, they just don't have the workers. They were trying to, like, call in people from other places to actually get the roads pre-salted and everything done, uh, I guess last week, but I don't know if that ever happened and from what my, uh... My employer was telling me uh, a lot of it didn't get done and the roads were still pretty nasty. So we'll think see. Gonna I, be, huh? You think you're going to go in tomorrow, tomorrow? I don't know. I got to I got I to um, I'll, I'll figure it out at the time. Yeah. You know? Uh, know what you mean? See if everything's melted enough to be able to get in. Because like I don't have like a car that generally would be able to do something like that. Yeah. It's why I want a Tacoma. But, you know, that's not in the cards right now. No, maybe, I hear you on that. Maybe when this show, like, launches. Uh... <laughs> right. <laughs> you and me both. Anyway, and, uh, how are you?
3: I'm doing better now. I mean, Good. you know, I, I went on vacation. We went skiing, and that was great. But then the day we left to come back here, I got sick um, with the koof. Uh, or
0: him! Ah!
3: either the koof or the flu because it was weird because my wife was also sick had all the same symptoms as me yet she tested negative and i tested positive so one of our tests were wrong yeah um and it felt more like the flu than it did uh covid um yeah I don't, but, or, I don't. I'm sorry. I should say then. Then a cold did. So that's I, why it's been so long of me being away from the podcast.
1: Right, right, right. I don't know if it's true. It probably isn't because you can never trust anything on the internet anymore. Mm-hmm. But I saw a video of someone with one of those like at home tests, and they poured some like whiskey on it, and it came up positive.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard uh, the at home tests are very uh, inaccurate. Yeah. So, uh, but. Yeah, no, it's kind of crazy. Couldn't get monoclonal antibodies from it. Thankfully, I purchased months and months and months and months ago uh, a certain medicine. Um, I should say certain medicines, plural.
1: Is that a weird about? It- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was looking <laughs> for something.
3: <laughs> You're good. No, and it ended up helping me, uh, you know? So, I mean, it really helped with the uh, fever, chills. Body aches, fatigue and all that stuff. So But still kinda congested and all that stuff, but I'm up enough and up, it ain't too bad now. Okay. Well that uh The main thing was just my freaking throat. Man, I had the worst sore throat and I feel so happy I can actually drink and eat without any pain. <laughs> but other than that, vacation was fun. Nice. I'm glad it's you had catch a, it eventually. I'm sure you caught it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I got sick over Christmas, but I wasn't about to like go to the doctors or go out to get a test or whatever. So who knows, dude, because that was people. what you. I was like. I told you because I was like, oh, uh, I'm sick. And you're like, oh, I bet it's Rona. And I was like, well, we'll never know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, no. And I only went just because my work has a thing of uh, if you test positive for covid, they have covid days. That they oh, give you rather nice. than you having to take. Uh, any of your sick days. personal time or yeah. sick days. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I went and did that. Otherwise, I would have just called in sick. Yeah. Um, but I would have had to go to the doctor anyway, because if you miss, you can miss three days in a row. But after that, you have to go to the doctor and gotcha. come back with an excuse and everything like that. So, yeah, not too shabby. But there was someone... Um, Someone that I know who <laughs> was trying to, this person is vaxxed and they had gotten COVID before I did literally like, uh, two weeks before and it took them seven, eight days to before that. they were able to go back to work. Yeah. And, um, they were trying to tell me, I wish you had gotten vaccinated and all, all this stuff. And I'm, I was back at work after five days. Yeah. I think it was on day uh, six, actually, I went back to work. Um, so, f- five or six, I can't remember. But uh, I'm Dude, like, man, we both en- we both recovered in the same amount of time. I mean, that's negligible, you know?
1: Yeah. Listen, I I, I think it, when it really comes down to it, people just need to get back in the gym for a lot of this yeah. stuff. I think it helps with your recovery a lot. And I there was uh, one day last year that I got um, – I had some sort of cold. Um, and I went and like rode 4,000 meters. So it's like just doing that and trying to stay committed to doing something like that can really help with your recovery and your symptoms in a lot of instances. So it's just, yeah. it's kind of ridiculous that people are just like, no, take this pharmaceutical drug without considering that there's a lot of other things that you can do for yourself to, yeah, in addition to be it. healthy. Yeah. yeah. Well, or in in lieu of some of that, <clears throat> Yep. especially considering like we've been seeing where, you know, the... Whether you're getting the single jab, the one and done, or you're getting the double and then the booster, mm-hmm. people are still catching this thing, and then you've got Pfizer coming around saying, "Oh, hey, uh, don't worry, by March we'll have the the one for Omicron out," and then it's like, man, by that point, there's gonna be something else, or <laughs> It's not gonna matter. Yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. Like they're they're constantly playing catch up, and there's still people. I mean, I'm just curious. Like I'm, I want to know how many people are gonna be like, "All right, I'll get a fourth one." You know, it's like Adam Curry says, What's your number?
3: Yep. A lot of people probably will, unfortunately. I mean, again, you know, I think for me, it's, you know, the vaccines show six months worth of efficacy. And for me, it's just not worth it. No. In my opinion, for myself. No. But I mean, you well, know, maybe version 3.0, I'll take. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Because well, by that point, version 3.0 is going to be better than one and two. I mean, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> that's my
1: how many how many are you gonna have to hypothesis. get how many are you gonna have to get to get to 3.0 yeah that's a, that you know that's what I mean.
3: The thing. i'm thinking 3.0 is going to be the one that's um you only have to take it one time yeah type of deal yeah not you know if three. you're
1: if you're slightly confused pfizer came out and said that their omicron one, uh version of the the booster or whatever is going to be 1.1 um, yes, and so uh, a lot of people say that with uh, tech, you have to wait until the 3.0 version because that's when yeah. it's like stable. <laughs> yep. So. You
3: never, hey, you never there buy the new systems and consoles and stuff like that in tech when it's in its beginning stages. Well,
1: yeah, I I generally agree. Even though I've always gotten lucky with that, I still have all my same my original stuff, um, and it's all worked pretty well over the years. Uh, anyway, Joseph, it's been a while. Do you remember how to shill for us?
3: I do remember how to shill.
1: Why don't you go ahead and do that for a minute and then we'll get into the topics.
3: So if you've been following us this long, we just want to say thank you. If you're new, we want to say thank you as well. And what we do here is a value for value system where you can, any value you're getting from us, you can donate in return in the form of your time, talent and treasure. You'll find our all of our links in our show notes under the direct.me forward slash the underground. And there you can donate uh, with our PayPal donation. You'll also find our YouTube and Odyssey page. Be sure to subscribe and like and interact with us on YouTube. Uh, we're... Been growing uh, with our last video that we put out oh, last year. All of last year, we grew, but especially within the past. What would you say? Since December, we've been growing a lot more, David.
1: Uh, just whenever that video came out, which I want to say was it was late. Well, I think it was early December. December. No, I think I, early. Yeah, um, I I'm trying. I know to it was our
3: there. last video of 2021.
1: Yes. So our video that we talked about the uh season two of the witcher um mm-hmm. it was released oh only two weeks ago really okay so it's been about yeah. three weeks so the 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 yeah it's been almost uh three weeks yeah so yeah so mid-december give or take um kind of unbelievable uh three 3.5k 3. views um it's gotten us around 21 subscribers give or take now it's hard to tell some of those numbers because that could have been stuff that was picked up from some of the smaller content that we've put out since then right um, or the stuff that hasn't done as well um but yeah i mean it it blew up for like no reason um (laughs) yeah (laughs) it really did some we'll okay. we'll end up talking more about that in the next episode too. But man, it it was it was pretty incredible. So uh, for everybody who has yeah, everybody that's been supporting us um, over, we're almost at a year. We like our YouTube channel's been up for about a year. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be actually I I want to say uh, I posted the first video right around this time because it was about uh, Chuck Schumer. Yes, <laughs> and the January sixth stuff. Um, oh yeah, you know. So, you know, in a weird way, we owe uh, January 6th quite a bit of uh, <laughs> <laughs> gratitude, or we may not, yes, we may we not do. be here. So, um, yeah, I, it, it's, it's been pretty great, and, you know, we've uh, we've seen quite a bit of growth uh, over the last year, more, honestly, in a way, more than I was expecting. Um, yeah, same. So, it's, it's really, really cool, and so we're just, we're keeping it up, uh, working on a couple different things, and now that we're actually seeing stuff happen you know it's like you put stuff out and there's actually people that we don't know interacting with us like that's kind of the moment you're like oh okay like I kind of understand this now (laughs)
3: yes (laughs) but so I say all that to say make sure you're subscribed to us and on YouTube and interacting with us liking our videos if you enjoy the content and also remember the two best things that you can do download our episodes and what's the second one david
1: uh i don't even remember you what is know. the second one money Jesus. share <laughs> I... oh, share podcast the... yeah, yeah, yeah. on social media <laughs> money <laughs> yes the real number
3: one the best thing yeah. you can do is donate I mean that, to yeah. us
1: but we understand times are tough mm-hmm. the economy is in a they rough are. spot
3: um yeah, for real, man. Um, we almost should have done a segment on supply chain issues. Cause I don't know about you guys, and I don't know about you, but man, I can't. I can never get Bella's dog food, so I had to switch uh, brands. And so I'm finally able to get her uh, a new dog food. I think I'm just gonna keep her on it. But uh, and not only that, but I go grocery shopping, and for me at least here, there's no chicken in the grocery store at all. And it's not just a the chicken. There's a limited supply of, you know, steak, ground beef. Yeah. All the meat, turkey, with the exception of sausage. There's limited supply Ooh. of everything. Um, and, uh, and then the other thing, you know, other empty shells as well. So I can't speak for you, but what was the other thing? Oh, yeah. And then I ordered boots like the second week of December through my company. Yeah. Still haven't even shipped yet. Wow, five hundred and fifty dollars worth of boots. I didn't pay it. my company <laughs> did but <laughs> oh <laughs> so, man
1: well yeah we'll we'll get into that. There's definitely some things that I want us to um to cover uh this year, and you know who kn- dude who knows um so far, you know, nobody has tried to walk inside the capitol and tip a chair over, so uh yeah, right you know that's where we're at so far this year, but hey, you never know. Uh, anyway, why don't we get into uh our stories for today, our topics? I almost,
3: uh, reg- almost regret even adding this first story.
1: <laughs> well, it's too late. It's you, so nasty. Do you do you want to set it up and then I'll play? You just tell me when to play the clip. Uh, yeah. Okay.
3: I'm not gonna do like a deep dive or anything like that. If you want to get the context, go watch the sermon. and You can get the complete context. Basically, he's talking about when Jesus spit use his spit to heal a blind uh, I'm sorry Mike Todd Pastor Mike Todd, Todd of Transformation Church is doing a sermon preaching right this past Sunday last Sunday sometime recently right and he is uh, uh, going over the story about Jesus spitting or using his spit and healing uh, the blind man's eyes right and a. Uh, Apparently, he thought it'd be good to have his brother on stage and uh, spit in his hands—hand, I should say—and rub it in his brother's face. So, if you want to, go ahead and play this video.
5: See it clearly yet? But you—oh hit... <laughs> no! <laughs> and this is where most people. Would not face Jesus anymore.
3: Wait, it gets even better.
5: What most people would do is turn
6: away.
3: That's what he should have done. Is turn away from you. <laughs>
6: oh God! No.
3: <laughs> oh. You see it too. What? What I'm
5: telling you. What I'm telling you. It's just as he's physically standing here, knowing what's coming. God saying, can yeah, like you s- physically you hear that lady? Like, yeah, wow." and emotionally be able to stand? When getting the vision or receiving it might get nasty. I'm going to say it in a point just like that. Receiving vision from God might Keep get it nasty. Going.
3: Receiving you vision mean, from God I might get nasty, God, y'all. I just my my crazy getting nasty family. up in here.
5: I just bought my dream car. And now you're going to ask me to sell it back and ride in the hoop day again? Yeah, because the vision I'm about to give you, it might get nasty.
1: Ugh. Oh, my God.
5: <laughs> and do you,
0: do you hear he and an see over the his responses of like the It's, like, dripping
1: down. What,
5: what, what I'm telling you is how you just reacted is how the people in your life will react. Oh, he should have reacted. When God is doing what it takes for the miracle, what are you saying? This man was blind, and what he was trying to do with this man is give him his DNA.
1: Uh, he made it worse Dude. with that DNA line. I know at the end, like, bro,
3: you did not need to end that with the DNA part, man. I have, well, I'm sure he has to have somebody where he bounced these illustration ideas off. My biggest, other than the fact that it's super disgusting and he's clearly doing it for attention. The shock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's doing it for attention and yeah. the shock value and, Everything one of the biggest problems I have is that he puts himself as Jesus in yeah. the <laughs> in the story, right? Like you know, and that that is his brother. Not that I think it makes it any no, better, but he his brother um, shouldn't let him do that. That's just right. to add some more context, his brother has been used in another illustration where Mike Todd got mud and put it over his eyes and everything. Uh but I mean I just find it distasteful. Well, yeah. Like it's narcissistic to put yourself and and we've all done it before putting ourselves as a hero when we read the bible right you know whether if you know we were moses in the story or joseph or david instead of goliath right and i don't know man what do you think about him putting himself as
1: jesus in that well his brother isn't blind and he's like look that the, the thing that stuck out was when he's like that reaction that you had just now to me spitting in my hand and then rubbing it all over my brother's face it's like see how you're in the wrong for that because this basically means that you would be turning away too or whatever and it's like yeah I- anyone would turn away from someone who took who did what you did hawked what you did and then tried to rub it in someone's face like it's not a good illustration yeah yes it's not a good illustration.
3: No, not at all.
1: It, I mean, it, yeah. And yeah, you're absolutely right. It's just, it's completely worthless. Like it's not edifying. I don't think at all for anyone.
3: Nope. And it's just kind of a manipulation on his end when he, when the crowd reacts and discuss his congregation and then he tells them you would have turned on Jesus, right? Yeah. And
1: it's manipulative.
3: Yep. Oh yeah. Very much so. I'm like, bro, you would have turned on Jesus. Mm-hmm. All of us would have turned on Jesus. That's the whole point yeah. of Christ, right? The whole point of David and Goliath is David is a savior figure, and we're all cowards, we're all Goliath and God's enemy, and yet Jesus comes anyway. You know, the whole point of Joseph and in the Bible, right? Is that he's a savior figure and he forgives his brothers and saves them and loves them despite them doing horrible things to him right so that's the joseph message version of all those stories <laughs> right.
1: but you gotta yeah you just gotta watch out for people like that um where where's that church at i don't forget houston no.
3: i don't know transformation church mike todd i don't know there's things he said that i in the past i found questionable if not heretical but i can't really remember i just have always chosen yeah tulsa oklahoma oklahoma uh, well. I've just always chosen to uh, stay away from any of his t- teachings. kind of like Stephen Verdict, you know.
1: Oh, Except for yeah. I think
3: Stephen Verdict's more—he's he, to me prosperity gospels uh, preacher. I can't speak about Mike Todd.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, people just—you know—should mm. be a little more careful about who they listen to. Um,
3: yes. And what they allow their pastor to do to uh,
1: yeah, specifically, yeah, it when it comes night. to comes to that sort of stuff and they're claiming authority in um that setting, um you really have to kind of be careful about um, mm-hmm. what you're uh taking as truth and what maybe needs to be considered a little bit more all right, well, uh happy uh, m l k day by the way um Happy MLK Day to you.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say something.
1: No, I was. <laughs>
3: I thought you were leading into something. I am
1: leading into something. <laughs> you just like you're like oh yeah. You seem it's okay, Joseph. We all know that you don't you don't like MLK and you don't think that his teachings were um, yeah. appropriate at all. And um, yeah,
3: none of his teachings. Yeah, I have no idea. I trust he... everything the FBI says though.
1: Oh, yes, absolutely. Um, anyway, our, uh, our beloved leader had some, some words that he wanted to say today about MLK, so I figured I would just uh, play this. Okay.
7: Last week, Vice President Harris and I visited Atlanta, Georgia, the cradle of civil rights in America. We paused and prayed at the crypt of Dr. and Mrs. King. We met members of their family, Dr. Bernice King, Martin Luther King III, his wife, Andrea, his daughter, Yolanda. We met students who were changing the world, just like generations of young people before them had done that. In fact, Dr. King was just one of those young people. Fifteen-year-old student at Morehouse College when he began his journey to fulfill the promise of America for all Americans, a promise that holds that we're all created equal and deserve to be treated equally throughout our lives. Dr. King wasn't just a dreamer of that promise. He was a doer. And on this federal holiday that honors him, it's not just enough to praise him. We must commit to his unfinished work to deliver jobs and justice to protect the sacred right to vote, the right from which all other rights flow.
1: Okay. Did you hear what he said? What? Here, I'm going to play this again.
7: Injustice to protect the sacred right to vote. The right from which all other rights flow.
3: (laughs) Yeah.
1: So. The rights. Go ahead. uh, So he's saying that the right to vote is where we get our rights from.
3: Not true, buddy.
1: No, not at all. And. He didn't write this speech. He's clearly reading from a teleprompter.
3: Oh yeah, because
1: clearly. it's way too good for him. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, he's way too, <laughs> way too cognizant <laughs> in his uh, his speech for this to actually be something that he was doing off the cuff. So someone wrote that for him, and uh, it's just I kind of found found that interesting. Um, he talks a little bit more about um, MLK, and of course he uses it as a uh, a cudgel. Right. So he's like, oh, right. it's This is a day that we need to remember MLK and he uses it as a cudgel in order to be like uh, for voting, voting rights and uh, to basically call the Republican Party uh, racist, which is uh, yeah. interesting. So, um, yeah, the, you can listen to the rest of the speech. Uh, it's in the show notes. Um, but that was the part specifically that I wanted to uh, uh, talk about, because I just I thought that was very interesting that that was the thing um that they decided to kind of be like voting is where your rights come from is essentially what he's saying yeah uh, no. which is not true at all
3: and our rights don't i mean our rights come from god but specifically if you want to say legally here obviously the constitution um
1: well no it's a, it it the a right yeah you were correcting your first statement rights come from yep. god the constitution just uh, that it's a validation of that it doesn't of give, that it doesn't give you your actual rights
3: right okay. exactly and uh just since we're on mlk day you know the fbi sent out a tweet with, oh did they well, yeah I their missed, support of that. honoring mlk today
1: <laughs> and
3: i was like i would hate for anybody to google the fbi letter on martin
1: luther king jr uh-huh um yeah they do this a lot you know they do it with waco every year Mm-hmm. And they constantly get bashed well, What else was interesting about that uh, Clip that came from YouTube Is that the dislikes and the comments were disabled
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah it would have had more dislikes than anything Because all of their videos up until Them removing the dislike function Had more dislikes uh-huh.
1: um, This next too uh, funny. A lot of these like news outlets and stuff have been doing that Maybe not the like to dislike But they've been getting rid of uh, The ability to uh, post comments Yes, um, which is always kind of a sign of a uh, a group, company, or person that can't uh, take the criticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, that they have no either no interest in um, the other side or f- contrary opinions or for potentially being wrong. Yeah. Um, and we talked. I can't remember if I mean we talked. We've talked about it in the past on the show about them getting rid of the dislike button and yes. how they were trying to do that to. Uh, help creators but in the end what it's doing is it's hurting a lot of people because now say like you get on youtube and you're looking for a video about how to like fix your transmission right just Mm -hmm. hypothetically and you find a video and you're like well this video looks like it's well made and you can't see dislikes or likes anymore or you can't see uh, dislikes anymore so you're like oh it's got a couple thousand likes that's great it's probably pretty good but then right. it's hidden that there's like a hundred thousand dislikes and this if you follow this video you're gonna like your car's gonna blow up on you right, right. And obviously I'm being like extreme in the situation but that's the idea is that well now you have to sit through all these videos to try to figure out if what the information these people are saying is correct or you might have to scroll down through all the comments to see if anybody's like yeah this guy doesn't know what he's talking about um before you can actually like decide if the video is something that you want to take the time to look at and if it works correctly
3: well even for us with what we've posted on youtube i've gone to see you know just as a great way to analyze seeing how well you're doing you know to, to brainstorm and to have constructive feedback, constructive feedback. And dislike can be constructive feedback if you have a ton because it's like, okay, I need to rethink how I did this. I need to, you know, improve here or that, you know, you're trying to analyze it, right?
1: Yeah, but, it can be. Or it can be trolls. <laughs> oh, it
3: totally can be trolls, but you you know what I'm saying? Though. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, for sure. Um, and, uh, Yes, there is. There's definitely something to say for someone who's getting like massive amount. I mean, you're talking like some of these videos because they still have the uh, the extension enabled where you can still see uh, dislikes on mm-hmm. videos. And I mean, you're talking about videos with like a 50% approval rating uh, on a lot of these places. Um, and it's uh, yeah, that kind of sucks, man, uh, though. I imagine YouTube for a lot of these big outlets is just using the algorithm in their favor no matter what. Uh, their content is kind of like displaying, or yeah. what the what the reaction to their content is. Anyway, uh, I wanted us to get into just a couple things about January sixth. We're just kind of hitting the highlights uh, since we're a couple weeks late. Um, no big deal, but uh, I thought it would be kind of interesting to talk about. Um, I've got a small clip from the vigil that I wanted to play because it's it's kind of funny, and I hope you can hear it. Um, and yes. I'm not going to play the whole thing because it's really self indulgent. Um, I'm just looking for the... These people are crazy, man. Yeah. um,
3: Holding a vigil for that.
1: (laughs) So for those of you that don't know... um, Dang, I should have time-stamped it. Oh, well, this will work. The the Democrat Party essentially held a... uh, a, vig, a prayer vigil for January 6th to honor um, oh shoot what was that name what was that lady's name that died Ash- <laughs> oh, I, Ashley Pabot. yeah I ruined the joke um, for Ashley Pabot because they mentioned like all the people who died on uh, that day and it's like yeah uh, <laughs> um, yeah so it's uh, it was just kind of interesting but this this popped up at the the beginning of it so I'll uh, let me find this and we'll uh, we'll kind of keep going but
7: Honorable Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Most Reverend Michael B. Curry, Presiding Bishop and Primate, the Episcopal Church.
1: Okay, I want you to listen the to it Epical again. Epical Church. I want you to listen to it again. Okay. And tell me what you think he says right before he slips up on that. Oh, okay. It sounded like he said, Primate. Yes. Hang on, let me play it again
7: and members of the United States House of Representatives and the United States Senate. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the most reverend Michael B. Curry, presiding bishop and primate, the Esfil Epical Church.
3: <laughs> it has to he be. He said primate. Yes, he did say primate. has to he, that's What a, was he trying to? Joseph, that's a black man. I know.
7: I gotta. <laughs> see
3: now. I gotta see now. What I don't even know what he was trying to say. You gotta, oh, okay. So he messed up on uh, Episcopal, by the uh, way. Right. Instead of Episcopal. Uh,
1: He's got a picket. A, a bit. A, bit uh. <laughs>
3: but a primate, the chief bishop, and an Anglican province apparently is called a primate
1: so um how did they let that slip he should have just that's skipped a, that
3: that's a good question but i mean that's technically his uh would be his title yes. i guess since he's the bishop but i've he, never heard yeah but i've never heard anyone call but, that
1: but look at who we're talking about yeah and no one went hey man we can't call you that yeah also What's the Episcopal Church doing calling people primates? <laughs> like what?
3: <laughs> it's probably derived from something Latin, oh, something I'm, this uh, yeah, and that sure. and everything else. I'm sure. Oh, Lord. You know, that's a stupid
1: candlelight visual anyway. So. <laughs> well, speaking of self-indulgent moments, are you ready for this next one? I am. Um, this was Kamala Harris's take on January 6th. I won't play the whole thing because it's like nine minutes.
4: Fellow Americans, good morning. Certain days throughout history.
1: Yes. Why is it she wearing a mask? Well, because she's speaking, they do that now. <laughs> They're listen, they are allowed to do this. I know, that's just the first thing I noticed. I do miss the uh, <laughs> I mean, when, uh, w- you know, from back when no one would take their mask off, even when they were talking into a microphone. Yeah, um, I miss it. Honestly, I, 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 I truly miss that. But yeah.
4: Including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them, where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only okay, a place on our calendars.
3: All right, she really needs to get better at public speaking. And I I know it's difficult. This is just like I'm in any position to probably uh, criticize her when she gives so many wow. Go ahead. Uh, stuff. Get, but I'm going to take the stand. And uh, her going. Uh, <laughs> it's, just <like laughs> when, it's just like when Trump goes. I'm like, dude.
1: Yeah, so the, uh, yeah, you're supposed to generally breathe through your nose, which might be a problem um, if you have sinus issues. So, like, when I do uh, audio stuff, a lot of the time I have to edit out uh, the breathing. Right. Because sometimes it's hard for me to breathe through my nose. It's just, it's just. But you're correct. It's the. It's more yeah, so the. The lip it, smacking.
3: Least, um, yes, the lip smacking is the main thing. The...
1: Yeah. Uh, that kind of. St- yeah, there's all these little things that people don't realize that they do. Uh, that sometimes you and I still don't realize what we do. Oh, but yeah. Then again, well, she, you know, she should have vice.
3: someone telling her that. Yeah, but we're I not the vice president. <laughs> it, she should have someone telling her that. Like, they have people to constructively give you feedback. And someone's not doing their job because I've noticed is something that she does in almost anything I listen to her. and any interview, speech, doesn't matter. And it's just, girl.
1: She, she might not be listening to him.
3: Like, listen to Obama. Obama is a great order. Trump is too, in in a different way. But as far as just clearly communicating and pausing, and you're not hearing all the sounds that's going on 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 underneath, Obama is probably top notch.
1: Yeah, but she, I guarantee you, someone has talked to her about it. She just doesn't care. Probably. I mean, I would imagine that she kind of has that attitude of being like, you don't need, yeah, don't have to tell me, you can't tell me what to do or whatever. Oh yeah. Um, not to mention that she's so boring. Like if, if you listen to this, it's very monotone. Mm-hmm. There's no inflection in her voice. There's nothing that like shows any sort of sign of emotion in the way that she's speaking. Especially Both of them are
3: kind of boring, aren't they? The only uh-huh. thing entertaining about Biden is his gas.
1: Yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and uh, drunk or not drunk with Kamala, because occasionally <laughs> when she's talking, it's like. That's true. Uh, anyway, so let's let me let me play. Have you had bit. too much
3: shard name,
4: <laughs> But a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, <laughs> 2001. And January 6th, 2021. On that day, I was not only vice president elect, I was also a United States senator. And I was here at the Capitol that morning at a classified hearing with fellow members of the Senate Intelligence Committee. Hours <laughs> ah. later, the gates of the Capitol were breached. Uh,
1: that's, that's all we need to get into. I mean, that's the. She, Dude, so,
4: she was in a
3: meeting with the, the intelligence yeah. community, right? Yeah, yeah, Department, yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> How crappy is our intelligence department? They allowed that. You no, know? I mean
1: they were probably sitting there being like, like, with the the FBI, being like, "So you got your pipe bomb, guy, your pipe bombs, guys? Mm-hmm. All right, you better hurry up and go get them." I love the. Um, I think I sent this to you a, a while back, but all the stuff that I had talked about in a previous episode, uh, the one that or the week that I recorded by myself while you were still out. Um, mm-hmm. talking about AOC and people are like making fun of her because she, she just thinks that all of these people want to sleep yes. with her. And there was one of like January 6th and and it's like they insurrected because they wanted to sleep with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, too good. I, yeah, I, um obviously she's invoking two of these pretty uh, horrific events in U S history um, in order to, make a comparison to january 6th and i'm sure you noticed that like all of those ended in a one mm-hmm. so you have 41 uh 9 because i think she said 2001 and then she said uh 2021 mm-hmm. and that was done on purpose because yep. she's trying to invoke something um something that i Pictures and ideas and things in it's, your mind. It's yeah, a from that time. psychop in um, a way. So, Joseph, what were you doing in uh, 1941? How, what do? You, what's your memory of <laughs> Pearl Harbor? <laughs> uh, where were you?
3: Where were you when the battleships were sunk yeah. by the Japanese
1: Yeah. Um,
3: kamikazes?
1: so it's it's pretty I mean, if you want to get serious about it, it's pretty disgusting of her to do something like that oh, it is um, I mean, putting aside the potential of like why those specific events happened, um <clears throat> the events themselves like a lot of a lot of people lost their lives, a lot of innocent people lost their lives, and um for her to be like January sixth is essentially the same thing is unbelievable and it, it's always shocking to me. Well, I, I say that I'm, I'm being hyperbolic a little bit. It's it's always very interesting to me that no one who likes her, which makes me wonder, maybe people have turned on her more than we even realize. That no one's being like, man, this is not cool. You know, you expect yeah. you expect it from people whether we know them or it's like, um, you know. Uh, obviously, Republicans or you mm-hmm. know some of the people in the Libertarian Party have done the same thing, um, if they're not part of like the the current uh, like normy Libertarian Party, mm-hmm. uh, like the National Party. Um, right. They've all they'll all come out and they'll be like, it's insane to me that Kamala would say something like that. But then it's like, well, where are your kind of like normy Democrats? Where are your people that don't believe this stuff? Right? Mm-hmm. Um, you just it's it usually you don't see a lot of them coming out and being like. Uh, she really shouldn't compare those two things. So... No. It's just interesting to think about. And, you know, it seems like it falls on one of two places. Either they know it and they are just... They don't want to say anything because for some reason they might think that makes them look bad, right? Mm-hmm. Or... Uh, they, they agree. <laughs> yeah. Well...
3: I think that pretty much covers that I mean I, I will say you talk about No one liking her A lot of people on her staff have quit In the past like four to five months
1: so. Yeah I've heard Um, I know uh, so just as a little wrap up for that If people want to go back and listen we to it We were right Oops She also goes And in, they were wrong uh, <laughs> Sorry She also goes into uh, Essentially making um, January 6 about racism yeah. She she wa- She doesn't straight out say like Uh, Nazi KKK white supremacist or whatever but her tone and the way she dances around it that's what she's clearly talking about because she's like these people who are making a return and you're like oh I wonder who she's talking about or whatever it's a dog whistle yeah it's all in there Um, and yeah she very much turns it into like a quote unquote people of color versus white supremacist thing Um, which is really disgusting and it's it's insane to me uh, that these people who consider themselves to be, like, leaders or whatever would continue to uh, push this kind of narrative. I mean, I, I understand yeah. why, uh, but it's really – it is disgusting. Um, it is disgusting. And I, I hate that uh, – It's disingenuous. Absolutely. Um, speaking of disingenuous <laughs> – <laughs> Speaking of – Oh, man. Um, Trump came out recently, uh, and this is from CNN, so appreciate the uh, – um the bias coming out of this but he had something he wanted to say to um leaders in this or leaders uh representatives in this country who um haven't gotten their booster yet so i'm gonna play this real quick and then we can talk about it for a minute let's do it
6: i've taken it i've had the booster many politicians i watched a couple of politicians be interviewed and one of the questions was did you get the booster because they had the vaccine AND THEY, OH, THEY'RE ANSWERING IT LIKE, IN OTHER WORDS, THE ANSWER IS YES, BUT THEY DON'T WANT TO SAY IT, BECAUSE THEY'RE GUTLESS, YOU GOT TO SAY IT, WHETHER YOU HAD IT OR NOT, SAY IT. BUT THE FACT IS THAT I THINK THE VACCINE HAS SAVED TENS OF MILLIONS OF PEOPLE THROUGHOUT THE WORLD. Uh, I HAVE HAD ABSOLUTELY NO SIDE EFFECTS, I'VE HAD IT LIKE OTHER PEOPLE HAVE HAD IT, NOTHING SPECIAL, I'VE HAD IT. THEY'RE GUTLESS, WHO'S GUTLESS, YOU MIGHT ASK FOR NOT ANSWERING THE BOOSTER QUESTION? Listen to this.
2: The other day, Dr. Fauci said, "You know, we could be that uh, fully vaccinated means three shots, which is two shots for the vaccination and then one booster shot." Have you gotten the booster?
0: So uh, I've done whatever I did the the normal shot, and you know that at the end of the day is people's individual decisions about what they want to do. Steve.
1: So they go on to like be like, ha-ha, he's talking about DeSantis. And let me ask yeah. you, is that what's going on here? Or are they making this up?
3: You know, apparently, I saw on Twitter today that privately Trump is uh, pissed at DeSantis because he hasn't said he's not going to run for president in 2024. And um, he's calling him, I think, gutless or something. You know how Trump does. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, he's a threat to him, And I think, too, that DeSantis said or someone, I think Matt Gates said. No, 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 no. Yeah, so DeSantis says he regrets not speaking out much louder against Trump's recommend- recommendation to stay home. This is in... Uh, This is an NBC local news station reporting on this. Um, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis said one of his biggest regrets in office was not speaking out much louder in March of 2020 when former President Donald Trump advised the nation to stay home to slow the fast-spreading coronavirus. And this is my thing with, you know, uh, it's not just Trump's base. People need to get that through. There's many independents, uh, people who don't affiliate with any party, Democrats, Democrats. Republicans who are against the mandates or, uh, and everything that has been COVID, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of those people are also for the vaccine and recommend it just against the mandates, right? But a lot of his base that, is pissed at the vaccines or the mandates or inflation and stuff like that refuse to admit or acknowledge that Trump was one that hired Fauci and that had Fauci, Burks, <laughs> Collins, all of them lead it. Right. Trump was yeah. the one that signed the, you know, what was it? Two at least, or three pandemic bills, um, to that increased inflation. Trump was the one that, uh, didn't have, the courage to say no to the lockdowns, right, that recommended them and stuff like that. So,
1: Well, we've uh, we've talked about it in the past that Ron Paul, uh, if I remember correctly, called him and said, do not do this. Do not lock down the Mm -hmm. country. This is going to be devastating. And allegedly, Trump agreed with him and did it anyway. And DeSantis, obviously, is coming out now. He's seeing what's been going on. He's seeing the devastation. And Trump is now playing the political game. Um, oh yeah i don't think trump's a fraud yeah well and he's also this is not we're not in uh 2016 anymore 2015 that time when people were tired of uh what had come before right and they wanted something different and trump happened to be that for enough people right um and now we've had all this stuff happen right uh Mm -hmm. All the stuff that you mentioned. Did you mention the thing about uh, January 6th, too, that he basically left all those people to rot in prison? That was the other thing I was going to mention. I didn't say that. Yeah, he didn't even defend all of them, and I know— Oh,
3: you're going to get—you want to know something better? At his rally this past week, I saw that he said that they are just letting them rot in jail and stuff like that. I'm like, dude, you did that. You didn't say
1: anything. You You didn't do anything. And and that's the thing that's so crazy to me, and I know— this It's kind of a similar to what, what I was talking about before with Kamala Harris. You have all of these people who were such avid supporters of Trump, just big, big supporters of Trump, um, and they know all these things that we just mentioned, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it makes them uncomfortable, but I guarantee you, man, uh, if he becomes the nominee in 2024 or whatever that, uh, around the time that that happens, uh, a lot of people will make excuses and they'll vote for him again.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Their excuses are already coming out because now he's not really saying like this at this rally this past weekend. Um, he wasn't uh, without pulling my Twitter. I'm just going off the top of my head. He no, wasn't talking about the vaccine. wasn't pushing it like he you know usually does. And so people were saying Trump's finally coming back around. No. He really needs you know Ron DeSantis to primary him so he can get back on point and this and that. I'm like, listen to yourself. You're literally saying he needs to come back around because he's been off track when you have someone that you think is already on track. You know what I mean?
4: Yeah, so.
1: yeah. And, I, you know, Ron DeSantis is a politician at heart. I mean, we, yep. we don't know him that well. He, But he seems to be uh, pretty good for Florida, um, seems to be making the right decisions. You know, he's not turning it into a leper colony like... Uh, California seems to be turning into and like what New York is doing for a lot of these other places I mean I don't I don't generally use this term but uh, the the term failed state is starting to kind of like wander around in my mind occasionally when I hear stories about uh, the way that people are being treated in some of the the other states yes. um, especially like California and New York um, it, it it's kind of incredible uh, with all of that but yeah I, I mean it's it's ridiculous to me that uh, Trump would come out and start attacking people that he probably should be trying to like buddy up to.
3: I hope he gets primary. I hope he runs in 2024 and Rand Paul or Ron DeSantis um, beat him. There are some prominent, I can't remember some right wing MAGA person. Yeah. Um, who, uh, man saying right wing is like a pejorative, just like saying left wing is do, do so think- just some someone who supports Trump, who, uh, is, you know, gun totes for him and everything, put out a poll that said, who would you vote for if, you know, the primaries were today? Yeah. And, you know, that's Trump's base. Had DeSantis, Trump, Rand Paul, and some other d- dummy on there. <laughs> and, uh, uh Ron, uh, Ron DeSantis was number one and Rand Paul was number two.
1: Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't, I... I'm like, oh, man, that'd be great. I, I assume he will try to run um i don't see why he wouldn't um but i think he made a lot of mistakes in that last like 6 months or so i mean he made a lot of mistakes throughout his entire yeah entire presidency and of course you'll have people say like oh it's not all his fault and it's like fair enough um as far as that certain things are concerned he there there were things that he were just out of his power right mm-hmm. like constantly getting impeached the media going after him he couldn't help those things but he still did um, but he loved
3: it though. too, at the Oh same yeah, yeah. Time. He loved.
1: He, you're absolutely right. He
3: he he was, he was fueled, feeding the media stuff. Yeah, you yeah, know he, he was, was. He
1: was fueled by a lot of what was going on. But then yeah. when push came to shove, uh, and he was getting um harassed about these lockdowns, getting harassed about uh the vaccine stuff, he just completely crumbled. And it's it's crazy to me. And I I don't know what it is. I mean, we'll be talking about this for a while, so mm-hmm. it, some stuff may start to surface. Um just to, with uh, whether it's people we know or whatever the case may be, but like a lot of people seem to be in denial that he turned out to, uh, in the end, to kind of be this, uh, like, uh, not, that well, he basically turned out not to be the person that he claimed to be, which was kind of obvious, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, anyway, moving on. Um, I just wanted to mention this real quick. I didn't have a clip for it, and i cuz I, I wasn't sure if you and i had ever actually talked about this I, I just couldn't remember so i added it in um this was from the blaze and it says after the fda says it can release covid-19 vaccine data by 2097 uh, federal judge orders all info to be shared this year uh, <laughs> so that we'll see. Uh, yeah we will we will see i don't i don't know if um it's the actually FDA is saying
3: it can sh- it can release it by 2097
1: <laughs> right so the FDA says this That's and, too funny. and it comes back to this thing again that at the very least it's like, okay, well if you can't share the, the data by then, how about I wait and to, to take it until then? It's yes. a fair it's a fair trade off, right? If you can't give me the data, fair for it, like you can't give me your full data about uh what about this uh the poke, I should be able to wait until uh twenty ninety seven. Seems fair, right? Um, Anyway, yeah, so let me read this just for a second, and then we'll move on to this next one. Uh, The Food and Drug Administration was told that it can't take 75 years to release the COVID-19 vaccine data. On Thursday, a federal judge in Texas ordered the FDA to greatly increase the number of documents it releases each month that pertain to the agency's approval process for the Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine. Public Health and Medical Professionals for Transparency launched a Freedom of Information Act suit against the FDA in August. Uh, The international group consists of public health professionals, medical professionals, scientists, and journalists, including academics and medical experts from Yale, Harvard Medical School, and UCLA. Um, So yeah, I mean, that's great. I I think we probably should have realized at the time, like, of course someone's going to sue them over this. Um, Mm -hmm. That's just kind of the, the general way of things, right? It's like, What? It's like you're doing this crazy thing that we'll probably never get the full information of. And someone's like, well, we'll just sue them. We'll get it. Yeah, (laughs) Don't worry, guys.
3: (laughs) That's what you got to do. I mean, it's ridiculous for them to even say that. And again, it just adds to the skepticism and the hesitancy uh, that they're creating themselves. So and have created since the
1: beginning. All right. Well, we are going to move on to a little bit of um, a recent Interaction. The most recent bout with uh, Paul and Fauci. Um, what is this? Round five? <laughs> oh, yeah. One of them up there. Uh, so we're just going to listen to a little bit of this, and I, I kind of want to hear what you think of, of the whole situation because personally, it kind of sounds like Fauci is starting to get to the end of his rope a little bit. He's running out of room. He's getting backed into yep. the corner more and more. Um, but, you know. Fauci with a little box that says... Contribute
6: here. You can do $5, $10, $20, $100. So you are making a catastrophic epidemic for your political gain. So the only thing you have politically attacked your colleagues uh, and in a politically reprehensible way, you attacked your reputation. You won't defend it. You won't argue it.
8: You'll just simply turn around the attack.
6: That any criticism of you would be considered a criticism of science itself is quite dangerous central planning whether it be of the economy or of science is risky because of the fallibility of the planner It would not be so catastrophic if the planner were simply one physician in peoria then the mistakes would only affect that physician's patients the people who chose that physician but when the planner is a government official like yourself who rules by mandate the errors are compounded and become much more harmful a planner who believes he is the science leads to an arrogance that justifies, in his mind, using government resources to smear and to destroy the reputations of other scientists who disagree with him. In an email exchange with Dr. Collins, you conspire, and I quote here directly from the email, to create a quick and devastating published takedown of three prominent epidemiologists from Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. Apparently, there's a lot of fringe epidemiologists at Harvard, Oxford, and Stanford. And you quote in the email that they, or from Dr. Collins, and you, you agree that they are fringe. And immediately there's this takedown effort. A published takedown, though, you know, doesn't exactly conjure up the image of a dispassionate scientist. Instead of engaging them on the merits, you and Dr. Collins sought to smear them as fringe and take them down. And not in journals, in lay press. This is not only antithetical to the scientific method, it's the epitome of cheap politics, and it's reprehensible, Dr. Fauci. Do you really think it's appropriate to use your $420,000 salary to attack scientists that disagree with you? The email you're referring to was an email of Dr. Collins to me, if you look at the email that you responded to and hurried up and said, I can do it, I can do it. We got something in Wired no, Magazine. No, no, no. I think in you usual did. fashion, Senator, you are <laughs> distorting everything about me. Did you, you ever of, object to Dr. Collins's characterization of them as fringe? Did you write back to Dr. Collins and say, no, they're not fringe. They're esteemed scientists. And it would be beneath I, me I did to not do that. Be- you responded to him that you would do it. Uh, and you immediately got an article you, in Wired. You, you, and you sent it back to him and said, hey, look, I've got him. I nailed him in Wired of all scientific publications. That's not publications. What went on. You there did. you go again. That you was just response. do the same thing every year. That was your response. And so, this, so, wasn't, this wasn't the only time. So your desire to take down absolutely people. You're incorrect. As usual, Senator, you no. are incorrect. Almost everything you Well, said. no, you deny. You deny. Right.
1: Okay, so it kind of just keeps going on like that. <laughs> yeah. You can, uh, I put the whole thing in there. You can go and finish listening to it if you want to. But yeah, uh, Rand Paul, <clears throat> a bit of a grandstander, mind you, but he is getting trying to get this point across that it's like you were trying to take down uh, these other scientists and call them fringe through a public magazine rather than doing this through a, well, I'm a scientist, you're a scientist, let's sit down um, and talk about this, or, hey, here's the data that I have um, that contradicts these things that you're saying, right? But that's not what Fauci does, just like he does in these hearings. He's like, well, you're just wrong, right? And right. And, he, and he could have, in a moment like this, if he had a defense for what was going on, he could have said, okay, he, give me a second. Let me explain to you what was going on. Let me give you my defense, right? Um, mm-hmm. But he doesn't do that. He just gets defensive and continues to tell Paul that he's wrong. Yeah.
3: I think one thing that Rand Paul hit nail on the head and, and referring to is where it's just like one person or uh, just only uh, this group of people from this, you know, uh, bureaucratic yeah. department and the government, right, leading this effort. Instead of there being this grand conspiracy, it's just, you know, just like he did with AIDS, got the um, – response to COVID wrong when if you would have had everyone from the science community contributing, you know, it would have been helpful, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, I think the other thing is Dr. Francis Collins. <laughs> um yeah. you know, he friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. Good friend of the show. Uh <laughs> he uh, is Sorry, I'm distracting you. I know. <laughs> no. So the evangelical establishment really like Doctor Francis Collins. Oh yeah, and, the and they it's have said he plays He's the an guitar. exemplary, Christian, yeah. right? It's because he plays Yet the guitar. he is trying to shut down three epidemiologists from Stanford, Harvard, and Oxford. Yeah. Um. And and also allowing the NIH to fund uh, torture experiments on beagles. Yeah. Um. And so. I think that's the, you know, the problem is trying, putting your hope in very few people who, you know, may have just, you know, was trying to do their best and just got the response to COVID wrong and shutting everyone down and allowing that to happen. And again, when the government gets involved in anything, it
1: goes terrible. Bro, Fauci makes so much money. 10 million, I think he makes well he makes nearly half a million a year from his
3: yeah i think he made 10 million all of last year yeah his federal job yeah
1: and i'm i'm That's sure crazy, because of man. like books and other things that he's got going on yeah he's oh <laughs> um and his wife is a uh is like a pharmaceutical rep or whatever. Yes. She, she's like Yes, uh, she is. We talked about that a long time ago. There's no conflict
3: of interest there.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course not. Well they they don't have the same last name, which is really interesting. She doesn't take uh, She her last name's not Fauci, it's uh something else.
3: My uh, favorite part in that that people didn't get is when Fauci was uh talking about him getting death threats, which is serious. Oh, nobody yes. needs to be Nobody yeah. needs to be doing that, but he's sitting there you that. like blaming Paul for that and yeah. it's like Rand Paul's the one who was beaten to a bloody pulp by uh, left-wing democratic neighbor. Yeah, not and not only that has had literally I think he was at the baseball game yeah, where uh-huh. the Bernie uh, Sanders yep. uh-huh supporter and and so it's like come on.
1: Yeah, you got to give him a little bit of you got to give Rand Paul a little bit of props for um Fauci bringing that stuff up and being like I've been getting death threats and him <laughs> not going into well, you know I was beaten up on my front lawn by um and a neighbor. He attacked yeah. me while I was mowing the lawn and I was at the baseball game where the Bernie Sanders supporter uh, shot a congressman or senator. Um, and there were a lot of us there at the time. Yep. You know what I mean? Um. So it's, it's, you got to give him a little bit of props for that. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's, it, it's just more of that. I don't, I don't think anything's ever going to change. I think this is just going to be another one of those things where eventually Fauci will retire. He'll disappear and nothing will ever come of this.
3: Yeah. Um, you're, you're right.
1: I, it just seems like it's that, that way. like, Rand Paul's doing his best to get that information out there, but I don't know if he's got the support from anybody else in that party. That he
3: needs. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see a Rand Paul DeSantis ticket. <laughs> that would be, I like Rand Paul. That so. would be interesting.
1: All right. Um, we're going to move on to uh, just a little bit of international news, see what's going on uh, in Amsterdam.
8: For freedom in Amsterdam. A diverse group marching for freedom in Amsterdam war veterans, extreme right activists, anti-vaxxers and other lockdown protesters.
9: I want to stand
5: up for the future of my kids. That's important.
8: But there are many infections right now in the Netherlands.
5: Yeah, there are patients, but they're not dying.
8: What do you think of the fact that the extreme right parties are also participating in this march?
5: Yeah, uh, let's say it's uh, less than 5% of all the people here. And uh, we can't do anything to that.
8: Farmers joined a rally showing the demonstration was not only about the lockdown.
5: that a whole of the population we want to show that farmers support other
7: citizens to fight for a free country and for our freedom. For two years, we have also been under a lot of pressure from the government.
8: Last month, the Netherlands had the strictest lockdown measures in Europe due to a late rollout of the booster campaign and a high number of hospitalizations and death. Under mounting criticism, the government partially lifted those restrictions but kept the hospitality industry closed. In response, business owners opened their restaurants and cafes this weekend in protest. <laughs> For many here it's clear the government should lift lockdown measures and open up society completely. Warnings that Omicron infections could soon paralyze parts of society are falling on deaf ears. Research has shown that distrust towards politicians and government institutions has never been this high. Democracy. We are destroying the lives of our
2: children, families are being destroyed, the whole country is being destroyed and our businesses are
8: being destroyed. This has to stop. Everyone should be able to decide about their own lives and have faith that people can do this and make sure we stay connected to each other. Compared to neighboring countries like Germany and Belgium, the Netherlands has not implemented a so-called 2G policy, where only those vaccinated or cured from Covid can access public places. With these protesters complaining about their lack of freedom, this measure is so far seen as politically unfeasible. Um,
1: Okay, so first question, just before I forget. Mm -hmm. Um, What was, uh, okay, so maybe not a question, just a comment, but it was really interesting that she asked that one guy about the uh, far-right extremists that were in the crowd with him, why didn't she ever find any of those people? <laughs> if they're there,
3: where are they? That's what I was about to say. Um, it's just a way to characterize the entire group. And I love how they say far right extremists, but then you have people who, again, I don't know them personally, but you can, you know, you don't judge a book by its cover, but generally you can tell if someone dresses an extreme type of way where they probably kind of align on a political stre- spectrum right yes. like if i saw a guy wearing a a nazi shirt or if i saw a guy you think wearing do you think this lady was Mao the far shirt, right ex-
1: do you think this lady was the far right extremist <laughs> that's <laughs> what i was gonna say
3: i was gonna say i don't Sorry. think these people are far right extremists you know what i mean
1: oh yeah 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 um i you're right i think it's again dog whistles calm whatever mm-hmm. you want um but they uh they're just like they're saying like oh all these different people here including anti-vaxxers including these far-right yep. extremists blah 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 but all then these it's negative like, connotations then it then it's like oh well here's a business owner here's a farmer yeah. here's a mother um, here's a kind of crazy lady wearing masks. Um, for a, ma- a mask, uh, here's over a her lady eyes. with a
3: tie dye shirt yeah. and like blue and green color hair. Here's yeah. a it, lady wearing
1: clogs. It's like, okay, where are these other people that you're speaking of that are a- allegedly here? Right? It's Not just that. it's ridiculous for them to. This is one of the biggest problems with journalism nowadays is that if they're there, if you hear word, you need to at the very least attempt to talk to them. Yes. That's part Absolutely. of your that's your part of your job, especially if you're going to say that they're there. You should seek them out and find them. And if you can't find them, you have to cut out the part where you said that those types of people were there because clearly they weren't. Yeah, you know, exactly. So I, you know, kind of I think there's some good news. People are still pushing back on a lot of this stuff. Um, it hasn't gotten a whole I mean, we're not in like any sort of like lockdown or anything in North Carolina, but they keep pushing the mask mandate back and. Um, not that it means anything to most people. The people that are wearing them are wearing them. The people that aren't, aren't. Yep. And that really isn't going to change. And as soon as they lift it, a lot more people are going to just start taking them off again. So um, yep. our uh, our governor's a fence-sitter anyway, but it's uh, it's kind of been irritating of course, for sure. Is. Yeah, I mean, massive, massive fence-sitter, man. Uh, the dude will not make a move unless someone uh, who's like higher up in the ranks of the Democratic Party, uh, unless they do something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like he, you uh huh no go ahead uh
3: i don't even know what i was gonna say what were you gonna say do you think they're gonna try and um lie in the mandate there
1: um yeah i think they will but they won't do it until uh another more prominent state does it gotcha he won't be the first, this is what i'm saying is like he will not be the first person like he, he and this is what's so interesting is that and it, people say it's like oh because we're in a purple state or whatever and he doesn't want to like mm-hmm. piss off his base um or the other base because if he stays kind of like wishy-washy there are certain people that'll probably vote for him right uh, either way uh which sucks because i wish people in north carolina would come to understand like how horrific like the government is um even like the republican side of it has been terrible i mean we've had these uh, crazy laws about like the alcohol laws in California or excuse me in North Carolina and um just like licensing and that all of the all of those shops are run by the state like it's not uh local it's not like a local industry or anything like that mm-hmm. um so they're the ones getting like all the money for the alcohol sales uh in the state uh, right more than anyone else and they've got all these things about like if you don't sell food in your establishment then you're considered a club and you have to charge like a fee to get in and just it's a lot of stuff that's just like really dumb uh especially for a state that one of the uh license plates that you can get says first in freedom on the back of it so <laughs> ironic right yeah yeah sometimes i i really get sick of uh, north carolina a bunch of hypocrites but Anyway, um, I wanted to bring up this story from old Buckhead. We haven't talked about them in a while. Do you remember? No, we haven't. The last time
3: we talked about them, the jogger got shot. Uh,
1: Yes, and uh, they were trying to secede from the rest of Atlanta. Yes. Yes, (laughs) they were. Which I guess hasn't happened yet. Um, I don't know what the deal is with that, but you know, Buckhead's part of my old stomping ground, so I wanted to to just bring up this uh, little clip um, because it's uh, about Spider-Man, so... <laughs> uh, hang on, let me.
3: Looks like uh, Spider-Man didn't do his job as a friendly neighborhood.
1: No.
9: <laughs> Atlanta police say this shooting happened about 1045 last night inside the AMC theaters. They say the dispute between two men was actually over a movie seat assignment. It's like this everywhere. People are just angry. Atlanta police say an angry moviegoer at the AMC theater at Phipps Plaza in Buckhead got so upset about his movie seat that he pulled out a handgun to solve the problem. The Monday night gunshot during the showing of Spider-Man created quite a disruption.
3: Uh, if you can imagine uh, any incident inside a movie theater, uh, obviously conjures up any t- uh, kind of pandemonium. Uh, the patrons inside the theater obviously heard the gunshot. Uh, quickly exited.
9: Police say the argument started over an assigned seat in the movie theater,
3: but
0: we know that when the, uh, the suspect got to the, the movie had already started. Uh, proceeded to the seat, and their seat was occupied. And some type of argument uh, ensued over the seat. Uh, and again, instead of just going to
9: get a movie attendant to help resolve it, uh, the the shooter decided to use a handgun. Atlanta police released this picture of the suspected shooter and a woman he was with, whom they call a witness. The 24-year-old victim is in the hospital tonight, while moviegoers are sickened by the violence.
3: That's crazy, man.
1: Yeah, all over a movie seat. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's just I I don't know. You never know. Um, <clears throat> we've we've talked a lot about like the gun violence stuff and um all those things in the past. And I kind of just take Mosh Torre is always sort of like a um like a lighthouse when it comes to a lot of that stuff for me. Like he's yeah. the person that I kind of look to for these things. And his his take on it is he's like never essentially he's like never let your pride kind of get in the way of it. Like your job is to go home every night yeah so it's like
3: you gotta learn just the back down you don't have to win every fight you don't have to have the last um, word in anything and you never you know.
1: know you never know it, and obviously we weren't there and the guy shouldn't have shot the other guy um mm-hmm. but we don't know how that confrontation went and if it got how belligerent the other guy was being um and it's just one of those things where it's like if someone comes in especially if you're in there it's just like move yep be like oh my bad man i didn't i didn't realize it oh we were oh yeah this is the wrong seat apologize Sorry. or something yeah. like that yeah um cuz clearly you might get shot. Yep. <laughs> it's like it's not it's worth it. It's just not it. worth the hassle. No. Oh man, it's it's so frustrating. Um It is. So, speaking of frustrating, and I just wanted to play this cuz I thought it was really funny. Um there's I don't know how much there really is to talk about uh based off of this, but uh Ted Cruz had a little conversation with um one of the uh uh with a, an FBI agent. I think
2: I want to turn to the... Other. Yes,
1: he did. I want to see if she had, if they had... No, they don't have any specific role for her. Anyway, uh, about about January 6th, and it, it's just kind of a goofy clip, so I, I thought we would uh, play it and then we'll close the show out. FBI. Okay.
2: How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods uh, did, any did, any informants informants actively actively did any FBI agents or confidential agents informants actively participate in the events of January 6th yes or no Sorry I can't I can't answer that Did any FBI agents or confidential informants commit crimes of violence on January 6th 6
4: I can't answer that sir
2: Did any FBI agents or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, There are a lot of people who are understandably very concerned concerned about Mr. Epps. Epps. On the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered and there's video out there of him chanting tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior. So strange that the crowd began chanting fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn was Ray Epps a fed. Sir, I cannot answer that question. The next day, the next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir. Similar
1: to the other answers, I cannot answer that. <laughs> and it goes on. I mean, it goes on like that. Um, but yeah, those those few uh, with that guy Epps are my favorite because <laughs> she's like, uh, "Yeah, I can't answer that." It's like, "Oh, yeah. that's a yes." Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's a yes. Oh man, I love For it. sure, fed, man. Fed, fed, fed. I know. Um, yeah, I don't know. I obviously you know these, fbi
3: was involved in on that oh, yeah, i mean the, come on
1: these senate hearings for all this stuff are i, I don't know why they keep doing them because yeah. nothing ever gets accomplished um but occasionally they are kind of entertaining i thought that was, <laughs> i saw that earlier i was like man that that cracks me up just a little bit yeah right because uh, she's like I no i can't answer that oh uh, yeah. i don't i don't know i don't know I can't it's like, answer that. I, i'm sorry do you like mcdonald's i can't answer <laughs> yeah that. who do you work for again um Um, the other thing that was really funny is that there was a comment. I don't know if it's still down here. Uh, (laughs) It's his first one. I don't know if you see this. Says, "Why can't the FBI agent be forced to answer questions? They work for us." (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh man, I was just—I really wanted to respond, be like, "Oh, sweet summer child, (laughs) if only you understood." Yeah. Um, how
3: brilliant that you ignorance is bliss if that's what you really oh, think
1: yes i know sometimes I, w- I wish that was still the case um joseph do you have anything else to add before we close
3: nothing else my man
1: all righty well thank you all for listening we will be back on thursday with uh, another episode of the underground uh we got a lot to talk about uh little bit about Boba Fett, Cobra Kai, Peacemaker, Fresh Prince Reboot, The Last Duel, G4 having a meltdown. Uh, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about The Witcher uh, because that did so well for us last time. We're going to try to mine that uh, deposit until it is empty. So uh, yes. thank you all for listening and we will uh, see you soon. Take it easy. See you.
0: Politics ruins everything tell me what's worse than learning all that you led to believe was all horse crap they distort so question as if you war shack horsemen force men and they've long been having the course mapped it ain't that you can't see because you can find it homes it's that you don't want to you cope by putting the blinders on i've been trying to find some kind of way but i've kind of known that y'all would rather whine and last to nonsense because your mind is gone I can't save every person in politics, and it's bringing the worst out the very earth. And every perk of living on this turf is being chipped at and nerfed. But I can't sit back and lurk. I've got to hit back, I'm certain it's my purpose. And it's a beautiful thing, too. Uh. Hold up. Yeah. Hey, hey. Looking at the technological advances. I used to be on dial-up looking for answers, now what, underappreciating was handed, and 20 years later we got computers that hand-fit, used to be playing Sega Genesis with bros, now I'm gaming with some folks on the other side of the globe, used to go through a label if you trying to blow, now people got more options on the table, got a post, social media, got us connected as ever on every medium, should be more righteous and clever, but what we see in this, communication is error and still the devious, evil's immediate, tedious that you gotta be remediate, cause idiots get heebie-jeebies in the event that they don't agree with you, try to ruin your whole life cause you say what they dislike, God forbid y'all disagree without a fight the type of stuff that will clear up if you lighten up jack, your trifle subject, your life would right if you give up that, you're mad at nothing, not add up when you're sad enough at a sad segment that gets aggravated and now you pay it forward, let people make your blood boil, emotions firing like microwave foil, or the oil, they annoy you, you add another's neck for the wrong reasons election years now seeming like full-blown seasons man you let politics ruin or rather control your whole life man you're gonna be a miserable person straight up And unfortunately that's where we're at a lot of people are consumed by this and it's driving them crazy and they hate their neighbors sad